whatever gets you through the day and I find like if I leave the house laughing at least I've tried today I've tried I've tried to do something about it because I've, I've done everything else I've kind of exercised till I'm kind of like blue in the face and very very thin I've eaten myself to I'm twice my size right now I've done it all and what works comedy comedy and singing crooning at the top of your voice badly Welcome to Getting Better Acquainted Live. Five conversations recorded in November 2012 in a glass house in Wapping, in front of small audiences. There'll be a different conversation every day this week, and next week there'll be a two part GBA 100 special. That's right. Getting Better Acquainted has had a hundred standard episodes plus these five live episodes and quite a few extras. Getting Better Acquainted Live are conversations that did happen live but they have been slightly edited before broadcast. They feature five very different live experiences Lots of different people get involved in the conversation from the audiences to multiple guests, but they're also focused and powerful and just a great experience. I think they capture not just the conversation, but a week in a location, a time and a place. Hope you enjoy it. I don't. I was told I should. I did. I, I, I did it in. I did it in the live. Oh, I mean, like them with a band. I, I did it because I had my ukulele. But okay, we're just to imagine. Yeah, yeah. Well, this is like the proper experience of the show. In that. Yeah, <laughs> well, it's like a proper experience of the show. In that, when I record my show, I go round to someone's house, or they come round to mine, or I meet them in a public space like this one. So, but normally the people in the public space aren't also listening to us. And then I have a conversation with them, and I don't sing the jingle to them. <laughs> and the outro music doesn't happen over the ending. Uh... Hello, I'm Dave. I'm the guy that's putting all this stuff together. I need to get better Please make me better I want to get better 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 acquainted with you So today we're getting better acquainted with Yuri. Hello Yuri. Hello Yuri. How's it going? It's going well. (laughs) (laughs) And I should say we're in the Invisible Picture Palace which is a greenhouse in Wapping. And just like when I do my show, normally without people watching, don't be disturbed if I move the microphone around and stuff. It's just obviously I'm getting closer to you, to your voice. As I was saying, this is like the one of these live shows that is the most like my show in that me and you, we've, we've, we, we don't know each other that well even. Not really. No. And we've never done a conversation like this recorded before. Never. <laughs> And, and that's generally the case with most of the people I talk to. I've never done a conversation with them before, and quite often these days, I don't know them that well. <laughs> so the first question that I ask everybody is, how do you know me? We know each other through a mutual acquaintance. We do, that's yes. right. And I think the first time I met you was at an art gallery in somewhere in East London. Was it the Red Lion? Might have been. It was like a... 
there was a lot of people they were all drinking it was a very very small corridor and at the back there was people painting that was Homerton yeah Homerton that's yeah, right one of the shows I organised yeah yeah I can't remember but that's where I th first met you in person I think yeah but at that point you were already designing my this is for the for the people in the room um, <laughs> this is my hoodie of stand-up tragedy Ooh. and uh, that not... design was designed by this woman here I actually have never me. seen that before I've never <laughs> seen that printed that's amazing it's pretty good you, I think you can still buy them it's expensive though because it's print on demand um, <laughs> but it, it means it's not costing me any money to print them so that's Yuri's brilliant design for my show stand-up tragedy uh, it's a kind of jester looking sad which is ace so I'd already commissioned you and then I met you in the middle of this and we actually had a chat we did yeah and we had lots in common we did the way it works in my life now is I meet people and I think they're interesting and I, I go away and I, like I write down notes as, as soon as possible on things to talk to them about if right, I get them okay. on the show and so I wrote down loads of notes but then you did something excellent, <laughs> which I really like it when my guests do. Not very many of them have done it, but, but, but when they have, it's always gone well, which is you sent me an email with a, a list of really interesting areas <laughs> of your life that I didn't oh, know anything about. My friend Liz did that in one of my earliest, the earliest ones I did. She's, I really enjoy this because it's like, I, I don't even have to think. <laughs> you're practicing, well, I, I do. You're pra exactly, you're, you're practically interviewing yourself today. Yeah. Um, but the second question I ask everyone before I get to your and my questions is what do you do now? What I do consists of quite a few things. The first thing, just come from there actually, I'm a graphic designer by day. So I am currently working for Ivisu, the Japanese denim brand. We're big in the 90s. I don't know if anybody here remembers the 90s. Probably not. They're all under a certain age. Okay, I, re I, rem I remember the Okay, 90s. great. That's, that's important. That's great. That's fantastic. Um, yeah. I so don't remember any jeans from the 90s though. So. That's, that's fine. I mean, that's, that's fine. Um, but Ivisu were pretty uh, big then. And yeah, I work for them now. So yeah, they've kind of moved me from graphic designer to like marketing liaison type person thing. So. And then I also make dolls as well, gothic dolls. You do? Little, they're called little, app, apple, little apple dolls. Yeah. I'll get are. it right. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> they have a, oh, let's see, very Japanese aesthetic, I'd say. They uh, have no mouths and they have a ver very long dark hair with a sort of like high fringe. And people are usually very, very scared of them. Um, <laughs> I've been to conventions where I've sort of had my stop and display and had parents sort of turning their kids away from them. Um, I've had people um, come to me dressed up as the dolls. Last year, late last year, we received a picture of a woman who had a tattoo of one of the dolls on her back. And she was showing off in a like, low, low cut dress, very sort of, yeah, look at me, which was amazing. So the dolls have pretty much taken up most of my adult life. So when did you come up with the idea for the doll? I, I was, guess it was one doll originally. It was one doll, yeah. Um, I, um, let's see. So, okay, my father passed away in 2001 and I'd gone to Nigeria and had a life change experience going there because I hadn't actually been there since I was a child. So when I came back, there was all this stuff going on and I started to think about my own mortality and just my father, because I hadn't really had a great relationship with him. So it was all this stuff coming out and the fact that he was um, a Latin scholar, he was incredibly bright, he used to teach wow. the children in a village and all this kind of thing. So my family originally from the sort of like the Delta State of Nigeria and he was amazing, this amazing guy and I actually have some of his clothes and his sort of army hats and stuff. He kind of inspired a lot of the stuff that goes on with the dolls. There are a lot of things to do with children and parents and stuff. I mean I write stories I should say that for the That's dolls. That's right because so. on, yeah, you said I should call myself a writer but I don't. 
I write books relating to the dolls. I've written and illustrated about 20 books. Yeah, <laughs> you're currently co-writing one as well. So I am, yeah. You're, you're basically creating a kind of fantasy world with these dolls. This is something, I mean, I, I like creating fantasy worlds myself. So you went to Nigeria. How yep. old were you at the time? Oh, 21? 21. I think, yeah, I was going on to my third year at Chelsea College Park. So I nearly didn't finish uh, when I got back, but I just something sort of drove me. I thought I need to make work about this because I took a whole load of pictures. So it really came from that experience. And at the same time, there was this boom in like Asian film to do with Japanese cinema and J-horror, I think they were calling it. Yeah, I remember all that. Yeah, like the ring. And, um, the ri I mean, the ring is the thing that people kind of That's see and say, actually, that is the dolphin ring. I'm like, actually, it's not really. They just kind of happen at the same time. But, um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's. I mean, that's, that's people's reference. Or they say, has nothing to do with it, that's a Chucky doll. I'm like, it's not really a Chucky doll because it's not bloke, it's not from a film or anything like that. It's not ginger. Just, it's not foul mouth, they have no mouths. So. But if you want to make that reference because it's a horror doll and you're scared of dolls, okay, I get it. So, yeah. And, and you've got quite a, you've got quite a, like, there's quite a lot of people who really like those dolls, like, out there. Like, you've had people come up dressed as the dolls. Yeah. I mean, what, what's that like, having a kind of fan base, I guess? It's, it's really, still humbles me, weirds me out, just, I'm amazed by it. There's, like, so many stories, I have so many stories about the kinds of things that people have written to me. I remember maybe, I don't know, four years ago, when MySpace was still quite big. I remember those days. <laughs> I remember those days, yeah, exactly. This woman contacted me and she was just like, your doll is keeping me safe. And I was like, oh, that's nice. And then she went on to say, your doll is keeping me safe because my husband is away in Afghanistan and I don't know if he's coming back. Wow. And that kind of just like made me kind of like, wow, okay, this is what I'm doing, this is who I am, this is really weird, I'm just Yuri from Plasto, I don't really get it, like, but it's amazing that she's kind of just, this woman in America has just kind of written me this, and all of a sudden we're just connected like that, it was, wow, so, I don't know, I mean, I've cried a lot about the dolls, mainly for legal things, because of the way they were distributed, and then it kind of all went to pot for That's a right. while. Somebody else owned the rights to yeah, your yeah. dolls. Yeah, young and right? stupid. I mean, I'm an, I'm an artist. I, I don't have any business acumen whatsoever. Yeah. I really don't know anything about it, and that was the problem. Um, it was me focusing on the creative side and reaching out to people and writing the stories and not really thinking, actually, where's that money going? What's that being spent on? But there were lots of amazing highlights. Lots of really great things happened. Um, it afforded me a trip to, Ch to Cuba, which was... I stood in Revolution Square. I'm never going to forget that. Sure. Right? But, wow, I, I, but my biggest regret, actually, is not being signed to DC Comics. That's right. This is really. I, I have to talk about this. Because yeah, no, I mean, I have to tell you about this because I, I, you know, we're. I think we're, maybe I don't know if any, anybody else in this fans is in this room is a fan of like comic books. Um, we, 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 I, know, we, we I know we, we know we are. Um, and I mean, um, DC is like yeah, amazing God. thing to be signed to. Yeah. Just ne well, nearly. I well, don't. Yeah. yeah Exactly, that's why it must hurt. Yeah, so I was, with this, I was with this company who saw some of my stuff after I was at uni and were like, we're going to match produce the dolls. And I'm like, fantastic, this is really great. I kind of didn't believe them. I thought, okay, well, what if I did believe them? Okay, just shut your eyes and just say yes. Okay, fine. They've gone an experiment. Um, and then, yeah, they mass produced them in Hong Kong. It was crazy, really amazing. And then, my God, we started getting approached by lots of different people, like Face Confused Magazine, Face Magazine, when it was sort of up and running, MTV, Time Out, they did wow. loads of features. It was really, like, out there and just, yeah, it was really great. And then DC Comics saw myself at conventions, like, yeah, we want to sort of maybe talk about doing a comic. And I was, <gasps> you know. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I, I 
pretty much cried for about 20 minutes during a, during a panel. I was watching something else completely different. And I just cried. Like, I just thought that's, if that happens, that's the best. But it did happen, so I don't know I was crying. But yeah, they invited me to New York. I went to their offices. Uh, arrived, I think it was the fifth or sixth floor. I can't remember. I was so completely just in awe of the building itself. They share it with like several other businesses. But I, I, the, the lift doors opened and I remember seeing like the whole of the DC universe like on their wall and I just like stood in the lift and it closed I'm like I have to get out actually <laughs> um, it was really just you know and I remember meeting the editor actually still the editor at the moment um, Shelley Bond of DC Comics if you go to any sort of Vertigo publication you open up she's there Karen Berger as well really lovely really amazing powerful strong women like amazing and also Anglophiles they really like EastEnders yeah which I found that was really funny. anyway yeah really, really yeah but um, when we were sitting there and we were like well we really want to you know, do something, but we can't do anything unless this other company that you're working with agree. And I'm like, okay, I'll discuss it with them. And when I went back to them and, s and said, this is my amazing experience, I really want to do this, I'm a big fan, I can imagine they'll sort of take care of me for however long because it's, you know, they're related to all of like Time Warner and Warner Runs and all this kind of thing. Um, it would be amazing. And they were like, well, you know what they're going to do? They're going to take all of your rights. And I thought, well, yeah, they're going to, oh, yes, they're going to take all of my rights. Oh, crap. But then now I think about it, I wouldn't have minded them taking all of my rights, actually. <laughs> They're the right people to take, to take all your rights, rights compared yeah. to the people who actually were holding your rights. So that's, that's, that's that, that's, that's what happened. And how did um, you get out of that, that bind of having these other people stopping you from joining DC Comics and basically I, just I just sought like free legal advice at the time I remember just I think it was walking into the University of the Arts they have like a legal department that helps sort of like artists and things based in I think Elephant Castle and they were just like this is what you must do so I had to wait around for like two years to get all the rights back so yeah but it's 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 like learning but now it's all you. It's all now. It's like which I guess it's got other problems because like you're the one who's mass producing it on your own, yeah. Yeah. Well, well thankfully, people, thankfully, yeah. I've got myself. I've got Jack Gosmob, who you know. Oh yeah. Um, wonderful Jack Gosmob, yeah. and my sister as well, um, who's who's like our finance person. She's the business head now, so thankfully. I won't get into any more trouble <laughs> with like legal or like financial issues or anything like that. So yeah all of all three of us kind of working and there's some other, other people helping us as well boxing up dolls in your living room well actually we we tend to do a lot of the work a lot of the work <laughs> and we're going to be doing this in about two weeks actually for a new doll we're releasing so it should be interesting well that's cool <laughs> so what's the what's the world of the dolls like what is this fantasy world that that, that they inhabit okay i won't go too much into it because it's it's really we could really get into just a really long and very deep discussion about what it is but it's a place called the in-between i would describe it like say like a window is an in-between it's in between two places life and death in between shadows in between like light and dark that kind of you know but then the world has kind of expanded beyond that and um it's kind of this place where kids are not exactly alive and they're not exactly dead even though at the end of the stories they kind of go through this change i won't say too much just in case you read stories i don't want to spoil it for you but yeah they uh yeah they go through this change and they kind of reach this in-between which is governed by little apple red which is why they call you apple dolls he's like the keeper apple red has got a very interesting appearance he's not like other apples you see he's a magical apple who has uh <laughs> i should have brought a doll actually to show all of you he's got pins like that kind of like are turned inwards so you know so if you see people are like oh that's a punk apple yeah i'm like yeah okay if you want if you want um <laughs> but um yeah it, basically a uh, apple with pins in it he uh yeah he's a protector of souls along with sign who's the first doll doll all the way back in 2001 that's one i made and is it like 
the art came first, yeah, before the stories. Yeah, easily, quite easily. I remember that um, I was experimenting with like mannequins and automatons, and like, I really like why why are we trying to like induct kids into this kind of world using dolls and stuff role playing? What is that about? Like why are they they imitate human beings but they're not? Something really eerie about that. And there's lots of films about dolls and dolls moving and why are people so scared. And I was like looking at that and I just thought actually I'm going to make one myself. I'm like what what is it? Why are people scared of these things? Why, why are they scared? So I thought I'm going to do an experiment, art experiment, ask myself a question, make a piece of art about it. So I did. And the result was the first doll. And what I did is like I finished it, I was like yes, feeling of completion, done this doll, science done, fantastic. She's about three foot tall. The original dolls are three foot tall because they look like little children. Yeah. Long dark wig, which is a share wig. If you get it from a party shop, I kid you not. You, if you go into a shop and you see a share with Thinkly Apple Dolls, because that's, that's where I got it from. Um, uh, and then, yeah, just left it in sort of like the hallway at Chelsea's old site, which was Manresa Road off of King's Road. So, yeah, left it like middle sort of floor. And I remember coming back the next day and it was gone. I was like, sweet Jesus. <laughs> I like fell to my knees like, where is my, where's my doll? Where's my doll? And the caretaker actually told me that he had to remove it because the cleaners were scared of it and they wouldn't clean that particular floor. <laughs> so, um, and I thought, that's really interesting. I've got something here. Yeah. And I started making other, other characters. And you're playing, with, you're playing with horror and you're playing with like anime and you're playing with like lots of kind of, would you, is it fair to say you've got a kind of graffiti element to like what you do as an uh, artist generally? No, or? that's, um, yeah, I, I do, but that's like another like, yeah, strand. As a, like something, yeah. It's not something you put into the dolls. No, that's completely, um, actually the, I guess the graph stuff, the urban stuff, came as a reaction against, like, the doll stuff. Like, I mean, the doll stuff was great, but, like, losing my rights and kind of, like, a lot like a lot of negative things happened as well. So I was like, right, I'm not doing any of that intricate, high-concept stuff anymore. Just going to do, like, willies and tits. <laughs> right, I'm really going to just do that. So a lot of the work from my alias is that stuff sure. everywhere well, that's right. uh, yeah you've got a lot of a aliases that's one of the things i was gonna that's one of the things i like wrote down my, myself to talk to you about like what why have you got so many aliases it is to do with the dolls just because <laughs> the fans are amazing like they really are but need to have a private life like i just am really i'm i'm terrible so i actually one of these people kind of like reads okay magazine and just like into celebrity and that kind of thing but the anastasia the the dolls got to kind of was like people starting to recognize, oh, I can't do that, I, I don't want them to recognize me, I don't want them to recognize why well, I know I'm not going to do that. So I thought, okay, I can be a bird, I can just be like free and just fly around, like if I have all these aliases. So if I'm going to do a particular type of work, there's photography, there's an alias, there's street art stuff, there's an alias, there's sewing and craft stuff, there's an alias, and so, yeah. Yeah, I mean, if you yeah. as, as, as you want to remain anonymous, <laughs> I, I won't ask you what they Thank are. Thank you, thanks so much. But, but, but what? <laughs> When did you get? When did? When did? When did you find yourself being an artist? Like how? When is the moment you can remember art coming into your life? I can't. It's just as long as I remember, to be honest. No, I, I'm really fortunate I that. Way, so yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm like that. Good. I mean, like in terms of like your writing and stuff like that. I mean, were you always kind of like writing on walls and stuff? And I think so. I, I, well, <laughs> I can't. I can remember when specific. Like I. 
probably you can yourself. Like, I can remember when I got interested in theatre. I can remember when I first wrote a story. But I can't remember a time when I wasn't imagining things. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. it, it is a hard question. Like, when, when, when do you remember these? Like, when do you remember it coming into your life? But I mean, I guess, like, what are your earliest... Like, do you remember some early memories of that sort of thing? I've got, got a few. It really to do with my mum, actually. She's just a really cool cat. She's really amazing. Just... As I said before, I'm a family from Nigeria, so I think a lot of people's kind of view of Nigeria, Nigerians, that they're very loud and I'm really loud, which is true, because <laughs> I'm a bit like that as well, actually. <laughs> um, but um, my mum is amazing just because she's really liberal and she's really open, and amazingly, she was just like, you know, when she saw that I got accepted into the art colleges that I did, she was like, yeah, you're going. And I'm like, yes, thank you. Because it, had it been another person, another parent, that would not have happened. Certainly if my dad had been in this country with us before he died, I wouldn't have gone to, I would, that wouldn't have happened. He would be like, no, you have to go and be an accountant, you have to go and be a lawyer, because those are the... Um, that's where the money is. That's where the money is, yeah. yeah. My mum's like, yeah, go, 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 be nice, yeah, do it, do what you, do what you love, you love with. I'm like, yeah, you're all right, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Mum, you're all right. So, yeah, she's, yeah. So that's what happened, yeah, my mum was like, yeah, do it. And, she, and her, she's amazing, she was one of these mums growing up, actually, she would wear, like, you know, a long, like, daishiki, like, tie-dye, and was just like... She never smoked anything. But she did sell when she was younger, which I still have to ask her about when she was about 15. I don't know what that's about. Back in Nigeria. But, um, <laughs> very, yeah, very strange woman. But, um, yeah, she always had, like, incense burning. She always had, like, Jean Ponty, like, uh, jazz playing in the background. She's like, yeah. I'm going to watch the opera on Channel 4 now. She wouldn't go to the actual opera, but she would watch it on Channel 4 because it was showing. It's like, yeah, yeah, I'm just going to do that. Oh, that's great, look at that. Should we go to that Van Gogh exhibition? Let's go to that. Yeah, I'm like, great, Mum, fantastic. But only later on did I really... Oh, actually, that, that's pretty cool. I'm pretty lucky. You know, yeah, you never so, really appreciate yeah. the good things about your parents yeah. when, when they're happening. It's yeah. only when you look back at them and you go, oh, yeah, actually. Yeah, I worship them. Those are good things. Yeah, I worship them. I, I pretty much like turn up like, hi, Mum, I love you. She's like, shut up. What do you want? <laughs> like, mm. Can I have some food, please? I don't have any food. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I guess uh, that's probably a frequent thing with you being an artist. Um, yes. <laughs> but you, one of the things you mentioned in your in your really excellent uh, crib sheet for me uh, <laughs> was a kind of was related to your mum. Um, you, you, you mentioned that. Your, when your mum your mum was on a spiritual journey to find herself and, yes. she, and she went through a number of different processes in yeah. that I mean uh, do you want to say a little bit yeah um, my mum when okay because what happened is my parents split and my mum basically ran away with my brother and myself the early 80s and my two sisters I have two older sisters so they split in Nigeria they split in Nigeria okay. and my mum kind of ran away and that was like more the dumb thing she was like I need to go I need to go and she the only passport she could find was like mine and then my and hers because um, my dad was keeping hold of them so she ran and on, like against like everything she believed in she had to leave my two sisters so that was a really difficult time for her anyway she, so she came <laughs> she came to uh, London and she she says that she was a wreck like she I mean I imagine yeah of course she would be you know you're leaving your shit kids and everything but um she was just a mess because she was just like what, what am I doing who am I like I've always been sort of like with this man who was much older my dad was much older than my mum like you know at least 20 years she's like what am I doing what am I, what's my identity so she then began to sort of go and try to find herself and was like 
looking like in like occult bookshops and looking in like you know um going to actually going to like uh like islamic bookshops and stuff like that she was really just really interested in everything and just like okay what's this book about this book is saying that i should think positively i'm gonna think positively no that that kind of like she's really into the self self self-help yeah so then it kind of uh, graduated from that and then we started going to different churches right yeah so i can tell you that i've probably i've probably been yeah, it's, yeah, quite a few. I can't even. There's no number on it. There's there's a lot of churches. I've been to loads. Uh, and not just the common garden variety. Of churches, churches. yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, I've been a Jehovah's Witness. Interesting people. They, yeah, I knew some Jehovah's Witnesses growing up. How was that for you? They were okay. <laughs> I, I I liked them. I never could understand why they had kind of certain attitudes to sex that didn't go didn't go together. Like they would do stuff with guys but they would consider that not to be breaking God's law but then like, it's like well what, what constitutes like why is a blowjob okay but a, not a blowjob I'm not I didn't get a blowjob <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I wasn't that kind of a uh, teenager but uh, or, or, or that kind of adult or but I never really understood that kind of the way they could compartmentalise their teenage life yeah so like it, what annoyed me about these particular Jehovah's Witnesses was that they would do stuff with guys, but they considered it a sin to be gay. So, like, I didn't like the, this this double standard of like they're breaking their own rules, yeah. but they're it's perfectly hard, nice people who think that gay people are wrong. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, sorry, I digress. No, no, no. My, that's that's. I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad you said that because yeah, I mean that was also our experience. You know, going there like to sort of, sort of Joe's Witness Church. You know, just kingdom <laughs> really yeah interesting time my mum really needed a lot of help actually because i remember they gave us this amazing i'll never forget it red leather bound book amazing illustrations really colorful of people kind of looking really happy but you know in there there's something like the serial killers drew this oh my god really really bizarre um but still i just remember they're all, they're it like always, they're always really happy but playing with lions yeah it really is like, just it's, yeah it's always it's very really very bizarre. strange combination of humans and animals having fun yeah in a way that living together as one yeah i don't think that's <laughs> that, yeah that's not my, that's not how i want heaven to be um, <laughs> fair enough um but, um, I won't get there anyway. So. <laughs> well, neither will I. Oh well. Um, but yeah, the uh, yeah those books were like pretty cool to look at and stuff. But I remember um, being really scared of this this one book because it had like all the prophecies that were going to happen in 1999. The world is going to end. And for like my throughout my childhood, was like the world is going to end tomorrow. I best be good. I best be good. You know, I was really living in a constant state of. Oh my god. You were Mormon. I was a Mormon. Yes, I was. Like, yeah. Like all of the best failed presidents. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was a Mormon. Oh, I actually got baptised in a Mormon church, actually. Wow. Yeah, yeah, I did, yeah. Oh, my God. I think I was, yeah, I was about nine years old, and I remember I was wearing, because I was a very big child, actually, I was wearing my mum's clothes, like, that she got from Evans, and it was really nice, like, fluffy, like, woolen, white top, and, like, a skirt, and it was right down here, and I was like, yeah, I look, I look the shit, yeah, I look really good. I'm going to get baptised today, yeah. Um, um, and when it happened, it was me and my mum that we went at the same time. My, my brother was too young. But they made, after the baptism happened, they made my brother, who was like, what, he must have been six at the time, five or six at the time, come up on stage. And this is a, this is a child who rarely speaks and give a speech about why, why he thinks it's important for us to be baptised. <laughs> and I remember my brother, oh, my brother Tobes, he's so amazing. He just said something like, yeah, I, I like football and it's good that they are being baptised because it's good for God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh. 
That's what I love about kids oh, in that sort of situation. Amazing. My niece was uh, christened in an evangelical church, right. and I went along to this. It's a weird, weird thing, it's just like a, a Jamaican church, but they're not like Rastafarian, they're like evangelical Christians. Oh, wow. And uh, <laughs> like, um, like what I loved about it was that they're all being like they're like they, we had oh it was, it was ridiculous it was a, it was like first we had like the white preacher that they got in to try and convert all the white people <laughs> that they knew were going to turn up like we had this like invited white preacher who preached solidly at us like convert trying to convert us and then we had like the black preacher who would also who also yeah. was like preaching it was hellfire yeah. damnation oh, all stuff. but the kids are just at the front in their little like dresses just crawling about yeah. they don't care oh, yeah. like they're just like there's all of the all of the parents are telling my sister to control her child like, no I'll, I'll be here and have my daughter christened if you if, if i must but uh i'm not gonna stop her from having fun yeah yeah she's a kid like that all around absolutely yeah i mean and that was all fun but then, then it, there it is sad as well like i didn't like the fact that the, ch- the cake said suffer the little children do you know what I mean it's like I don't want that to yeah. be the message of this cri- yeah there's, there's, a, there's a lot of weird things like that in churches like yeah. I mean my current belief is that yeah I'm, I'm, I believe in God I believe in a higher power that's me that sure. I'm surrounded by atheists that's cool I'm an agnostic I'm not as bad as the atheists when I meet an agnostic I'm just like we need to go for a drink. Like, <laughs> I love it because like, where are you guys? Like, it's yeah. right. Well, I'm, a mili- I'm militant about it. I won't. I won't be. I as won't well. Be, I won't be tied down on, on either way. I, either way. It's um, great. It, it, it's <laughs> been known to piss off certain of my friends. I've, uh, I've found in the past. But yeah, no. I mean, I'm 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 open to the idea of something. But I'm not particularly open to the idea of organised religion. I don't know if, if I mean, are you in? Uh, not, I'm not against it, but I, that's. No, I've got, I've got, I've got a problem just because of my experiences. Yeah, um, you've done them all. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, the other, the other um, place apart from sort of you know, the Mormons and the Jehovah's Witnesses, there was, there's a, uh, went to a few Nigerian churches, and the first one was wow, that was really something. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, so. Okay, this particular church was, I guess they were sort of set up in the 1940s in Nigeria. This man just kind of said, you know what, God said, I'm awesome. And he says, you know, you lot should look at me like I'm angels. And if I choose, yeah, you're awesome as well. Let's do it. And that's how this church started, right? right. So this kind of spread throughout like West Africa. So there were lots, there's lots of these. And, and they have quite a few churches in Southeast London, actually. Like you would probably seen them and you have no idea that you've seen them. There are lots and lots of So things. when you say like so when you say let's do it, you mean like he just chooses who he wants to have sex with, is that what you mean? No, like, like let's let's no 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 sorry, sorry, no, no, no. Let's let's just let let's just let's make a church. Let's make a church in my name. Okay. Let's, let's go. Let's so do. it's in the guy's name. I won't say the name of the church because no, I'm I'm fine. really worried. I've read a lot sure, of stuff. Nobody wants to be <laughs> nobody wants to be assassinated by a religious uh, no, no. sex. That's not what I wanna go. I don't want to go. Quite a reasonable position. But uh, yeah, you will most definitely recognise them if you're in Southeast London. Okay. Very particular look. Yeah. Now I've said it. I, I mean, I haven't given anything away, but you'll be just like, yeah, are they? Are oh, yeah? yeah. You'll be like, yeah. <laughs> and um, and yeah. what are these churches like? Because um, it sounds like they're intense. They, they really are actually. I do remember as a kid, like everybody being dressed in like ice white, like absolute white, and you've got all these ice white. And I'm not very dark I'm kind of like medium dark but it's people with black faces against these really sort of this really bright white kind of silk or polyester it's really interesting and all the little uh, kids running around as well but you know when daddy who's the leader of the church you can laugh it's fine because um, I think it's funny um, 
would kind of enter the room. Everybody has to kind of kneel. Nobody can be higher than him. This is our particular church that we went to. And he really liked the fact that he would only be served by virgins. Like, if you were going to bring food to him, only virgins. Well, yes, the Mac Daddy, this kid. That's what he's doing. They, had, they have kind of like belts of different colours, like karate students sure. um, that show their kind of position within the church and I love that these things I feel like I can allowed to because it's kind of like what they what they did I'm kind of only having memories about it now in my 30s and I remember um, one instance where they were kind of doing some sort of cleansing some sort of ritual for the children in the church so I don't know maybe about 20 kids 20 kids in the church and we were all aged maybe I don't know I must have been about six or seven and up to the age of maybe 17 or 18. And we went and we stayed in this house. And we stayed in this house, like, you know, just semi-detached house, like residential road, could have been next door to any one of you, really, if you, back then, normal looking. But inside the house, no furniture, just a few mattresses. And we all had to, well, the girls and the, the boys were separated because this is the thing, big thing in this church. Men and women are separated, so boys and girls separate. Okay, but, right. So the girls separate in one, uh, room and the boys in the other room and we basically spent most of the day either praying or sleeping um, no electricity no light allowed in I don't remember a light ever being turned on ever um, and the curtains were always drawn so I don't know if anybody ever knew even knew we were there and we stayed there for seven days um, but just bread and water um, and I remember actually I remember this specifically because before I went in I asked my mum can I have these chocolates she's like yeah go ahead I really loved Mars bars and Snickers as a child. I told you I was a big child. That's the reason. Um, <laughs> and yeah, oh my God, I remember sitting, we were sitting in a circle, much like this, and then um, it was, yeah, <laughs> hey, um, and then, um, start now, <laughs> <laughs> and that would be weird. Um, no, but it was a, like a candle in the middle. And the, I remember the oldest, she was about 17 or so, really attractive girl, I remember. And she was like dressed in white and like only the light sort of like, you know, lighting her face and stuff. And she was saying, you know what, Mars bars is the devil. Mars bars is the devil. And I remember my heart thinking like, no! I'm great! My one thing, I get bullied at school. Like nobody likes me, I get spat at and I only have the Mars bars and you're telling me it's the devil now. Oh, man. How so, old were you? Oh, seven? Seven. Something like that. But I'm only having memories about it now and I've been talking to my mum about it so we, we're talking a lot about it. And I, I missed school for that. I was kind of happy that I didn't have to be like at school, and so I wasn't being bullied. I loved, I loved learning. I liked going to school. I just didn't like the people, which was the case throughout, like school. My, yeah, my academic career, basically. Uh, yeah. and, uh, into uni. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I was okay. To, I mean, I yeah, I had a a period of time that I didn't get on with people, but it sounds like I was luckier than you. <laughs> it's always nice to find out I'm luckier than, than other people. Uh, but not necessarily that great for them. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, so, that's insane. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it, it, here you said something like, you were seven, but this the kids were ranged between six and 18. Yeah. So like that's a really big age group. Yeah. To have. I mean, at least at least you were separated into into sexes. I think that's probably a good thing at that, yeah, that, that situation. Well, yeah, because yeah. yeah, now thinking about it, like now, particularly with the way society is now, but yeah, I just think, my God, like that is wow, what a, what a situation. And I don't think my mum or many of the parents were were aware of the kind of thing that it was yeah um but that it just was like a summer camp yeah some yeah, yeah it was yeah, really really strange but a lot of other things happened that one thing i remember i remember this 
quite vividly actually I remember um, being actually a bit younger than that maybe about maybe it was just a year before maybe about yeah about six and I was just remember like itching I was like scratching I was like mum what's going on and I was really just like scratching myself raw I don't know what the hell was wrong Jesus, like, yeah. And then my mum my was like, I don't know what to do, I don't know what to do. And obviously, she was going through this period where she was like, okay, I need I need the church, I need the church. She calls up Daddy and his sort of, like, followers, and about maybe four of them come to, or maybe three or four of them come to the flat where we were living in Plasto. And uh, they turn up, and they're like, don't worry, Grace, I'll sort it out. She's like, okay, please, please, please. And I remember they gave me this, this liquid to drink, and... It was, I mean, I will describe it the way I remember it. It was a mixture of, like, uh, castor oil and there was lots of sediment at the bottom, black sediment. It was actually a, yeah, more black than sort of oil, oily colour. Uh. And I remember drinking it right down. I really didn't know. I was crying and everything. I remember didn't really want, not really wanting to drink it. I drank it. And then I swept, like, five minutes. I was just laying there like, oh, yeah, wow, fantastic. Really good. And then I was speaking to somebody later in, on in life, and I was describing that same experience, and they were like, well, the kind of substance you're describing, that's an opiate, you know. Yeah. I was like, no, it's not. Don't be silly. They wouldn't give an opiate to a child. But then again, they would lock children in a house for seven days. I, I think whether it's an opiate or not, it's clearly a drug, yeah. <laughs> drug experience that you're having yeah. when you're lying there going, oh, this is great. My um, only one, actually, in my entire life. Well... <laughs> So I, I have Very had the drugs. <laughs> That's uh, a good message for <laughs> listeners. Um, I mean, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, I mean, it's funny, isn't it? Because like when you're that age, because it, it, like when, when you're talking about um, not, t- you know, your mum not knowing. Um, between the age of eight and eleven, I had a very intense experience. Um, in a house with very thin walls, where I heard my mum and my stepdad kind of. Uh, disintegrating as people uh, every night and my dad's always like well why why didn't you know not why but I wish you told me but when you're that age you know you I mean it's funny because I was saying I didn't understand why these Jehovah's Witnesses can compartmentalize yeah but when you're that age I think you really do compartmentalize you're like everything you're living kind of in the moment do you know what I mean? But that stuff comes back later. Yeah, exactly. It, really it all comes back later yeah. in, in your thirties, I found. Yeah, um, <laughs> doing the same thing. And then, yeah, and then you suddenly have to deal with it. But, yeah. but but it's it's an it's a weird time when you can actually take a lot more than you can, I think you can take ever in your life. But it will mess you up. Good and from later. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, and on that note, I guess. I mean, since we're getting into the into the the dark things, I mean, let's go. Let's yeah, you it. say that you've suffered in inverted commas, which I appreciate, uh, from depression yeah. your whole life. Yeah. I mean, does that mean like, when you, like, so I guess at that point when you were in that cleansing ceremony, you were already feeling depression or is it? Probably, yeah. Now, I think, now I think about it, yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. I was, I've, I didn't really think there was anything wrong, quote unquote, until I was about 16. Mm. Um, I went to an all girls school Oh my god, mistake. Um, <laughs> I remember going to A-level college for the first time and that was mixed and that, is, that was too much. That was way too much. Um, being in a mixed environment, I was just like, what, what, what are they? Oh, they're boys. Oh my god. <laughs> really, you know, my brother was my world. He, like, Tobes is amazing. Like, you know, people are like, but you're very boyish though, Yuri. I don't understand why. And I'm like, well, that's just the way it's, it is. So- like, when you when you're saying that when you saw those boys, it was like what like, like what, just what, what like it was just mean? like 
<laughs> like go away. Stay away. Yeah. I don't like, want to be near you. Is that because yeah. you were slightly attracted to them, but you were repelled by the attraction, or what? what no, what not 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 even close to that. No, it's just like mm. I don't want to be near you. I don't understand what's going on here. And also, I, I felt in myself. Um, this is probably just a symptom of also going to girls' school, uh, going to a girls' school, and just girls, teenage girls being very very catty, just really inadequate. Just like I can see what happens when an attractive girl walks by attractive girl walks by and all the boys look at her okay i okay that's how she gets on very good she's a bright girl she's a nice girl she's not she's not she's not a bitch or anything okay i want to be like that okay oops you can't you can't be like that because you don't look like her okay that that's and then i learned that lesson very quickly and just learned to really love the way i look that's really good yeah i mean I, I, here's the thing i struggle with it sometimes still just because i i'm kind of like well you know what my body has really got for me through some really rough times. I'm kind of just going to look at it very practically, just like it does what it says on the tin. I'm able-bodied. I've been very well, like, most of my life. Um, like, probably all of my life, actually, compared to most people that I, I know. Um, I'm very lucky to have been able to kind of go to places and to walk to places without even having to tell my body to do that. Like, it just does it all... Awesome. Like, it does what it says on the tin. I'm very happy with my body for that reason. When we're coming to the way it looks and aesthetics, another thing entirely. I don't even want to talk about it. I don't sure. even want to talk about it. I don't it's like just, talking about my, my body and this aesthetics you know, either. Yeah. But, um, and that's why for a long time I actually believed it probably would have been easier to be a bloke. Uh, that you see, you see. I know we're going to argue about this. Well, well no, yeah. I don't think I'm going to argue. I mean, from a from a practical level, you know, men generally have more power than women in, the, in society. So, in that respect, I guess it might. It's probably easy. I mean, it's hard to hard to say. Like, you know, as a as a as a as a white heterosexual male, um, I'm not going to claim that it's harder to be. Um, you better to be me. Sure, I'm not going to claim claim it at all. But I, at the same time. Um, I mean, I think everything's case by case. So there might be some men it would be better to be, and then there's some women that it might be better to be. You know, who, who the fuck knows, really? Like in this society, it might be like what's what's better, even you know? Yeah. It's just it's, it's such I, a big I, thing. I, okay, I guess when I say better, I mean um, better than my experience, just m- like m- um, easier to deal with. Like I would have been able to handle that better if I was a bloke. That's okay, how yeah, I feel. Yeah. Well, um, because um, yeah, just yeah, people are really mean. They're really mean. Yeah. But you know, you just grow a thick skin, rhinoceros-like, just walk around you. You're right. But you see, it's funny yeah. thing. I mean, I'm, I mean, you know, from what you've already said, I I know that you know, I can, I, you know, I haven't had it as bad or whatever, whatever suffered is in inverted commas uh, as much as you. But uh, but you know, during my teenage years, you know, I. I was, you know, I was spat at and I was kind of ridiculed for the way I looked and I felt very ugly, made to feel very ugly by a group of people mm-hmm. um, and had that kind of relationship with the attractive guys of like, I hate them uh, because they're attractive. <laughs> um, and that kind of relate, I guess when you're a guy, I think often as well, you, you end up, if you're not careful slightly, like I, I actually think I avoided it mostly, but I have that understanding of that feeling of resenting women because mm, you can't yeah. get them. Yeah. Uh, I think, you know, I think that is uh, experience is shared by a lot of guys, I think. Um, yeah. But I mean, like, like I say, I, I, in a way, like, Forming a kind of league table of, of whose life is, is worse is just a, no 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 it's, no, a, it's, it's, a, it's an endless like it's, it's impossible like like the the weirdest thing I find that the older I get is you, you meet some people they've had the hardest life and 
they are just cool like they are just not phased by it at all mm. and you meet other people you've had a pretty easy life but just something really inside yeah. them has just meant that they couldn't handle it and i yeah. try and feel empathy for all of those you know all of these people i have no empathy for good looking people i'm like leona lewis yeah so what i don't well my cat dies so <laughs> <laughs> you look like you but then I really like I, her because she's a really. She looks. She seems like she's a really nice girl. So yeah, yeah I'm being a bitch. Of I course. mean, I understand where um, you're coming from. But, you know. Don't get me wrong. I love to bitch about attractive, <laughs> attractive people. Oh, I do all the time. Um, some people, but, yeah. you know, I, like that's just a coping mechanism for me, though. And I like to think that I can probably remember that's not true. In the, you know, actually, that's the problem. Is you meet them and they are nice. That is the annoying thing. No, but you know what I have to say. Um, when I do meet or like sort of encounter. And I, that happens a lot in my work, like, you know, working for a visa and like, meeting models and stuff. And I do meet um, very attractive girls and guys and they're nice. It it blows me away. I'm like, yes, thank you. Because I want to believe that you're good looking and you're nice and you're bright. I don't want you to sort of, you know, adhere to any type of stereotype. I don't want... Yeah. It's it's amazing. And it's happened a few times this year. And I'm just like, yeah, fantastic. Thank you, universe. And it's really, really great. But then when you see, like, you just think, okay, the world's great. And then you kind of like see that pretty girl. She might be all that pretty, like, really good looking guy. He might be cool. And then you speak to him. It's like, hello, can I um, have the time, please? Like, I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah. You're one of those, aren't you? You're, yeah, yeah, guess, yeah. guess what? Attractive people are like people. Some of them are nice and some of them aren't. There yeah. you go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's so almost it's, like yeah. they're human. Yeah, almost. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> um, but, but yeah. Um, so, I mean... So like, we talk about the depressed part. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. what, what, what is what 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 flavour of depression do you do you have? Um, <laughs> wow, there is there's, there's a there's a lot there's there's many aspects to it. Um, part of me would say life experience, but then again, I mean, just get on with it. Really, I just I've just got on with it. Um, but some sometimes it's when I feel really trapped when right. I feel really trapped and um, that happens a lot because I think you'll you understand this being creative say for instance I'll give an example the last time I was really depressed was I was working for a German orthopaedic shoe manufacturer famous mm-hmm. in Covent Garden <laughs> and um, <laughs> and sometimes lesbians might wear them um, no, but anyway um, uh, and you know what when I first got there, I was really happy because, like, oh no, it was just the start of the e- economic downturn. And I was just like, right, okay, I've got a job, I'm very happy, good. And I was just like, I'm doing my, my few days, it's fantastic, it's fine. And then when they started to rely on me a little bit more, and I started coming and I started getting to know the other members of staff, I started to become depressed because it's like, okay, I know I have to be here for eight hours a day, yeah. but I'm spending a lot of time with these people who, and I would rather not be here. And I try to focus on the task at hand it's like okay I'm doing this as a job just because I need some money and that's cool I remember okay I was really happy to get this job be grateful a lot of people do not have that opportunity but then um, yeah members of staff and uh, the way like bosses would treat certain other people and myself just not good just felt awful about it and one of the my worst traits is there's a lot of anger here there's loads like it's just this. I'm a very angry person. Yeah, I think that's why we relate to each other. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I, I sense that actually when I'm speaking at the gallery. Sure, yeah. Really, really strongly. Um, I mean, I try not yeah. to uh, expose <laughs> people to it, but uh, it's always interesting when you know you meet someone and they know that you, you know, you can just, yeah, you kind of know. Like, oh, yeah, you're an angry person too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's it's beautiful. It's just it <laughs> is it is because I, 
I would rather be angry any day of the week than to be quite just fucking say that quite confidently. I know what you yeah. mean, but when I'm depressed, I'm not. Well, I guess that is still a pain in the ass for people, but it's nowhere near as much of a pain in the ass for other people as when I'm angry. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I understand. I, yeah. I, I, I don't mind being angry if I'm not affecting anybody else. Like, definitely, it's much more fun to be angry. Like, anger is actually quite pleasant. Yeah. Um, and you, you get you. you get a lot more done when you're angry. Like, yeah, that's true. yeah. I mean, I certainly did. I mean, I I. Uh, went through a breakup a few years ago and um, in that period oh my god that work that work became the work of one of the aliases actually and it's the reason why the alias is in probably a show every month <laughs> basically so that was good that well, was I, I, like, I like that particular ali- alias's work actually oh. um, <laughs> 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 Um, <laughs> but yeah, the uh, yeah the depression thing. I guess so, yeah. So you you know I don't know, like everybody's flavour is different. But it sounds like you've got some kind of similar. Like I have rage and dark depression yeah. type things. When you say dark, do you mean okay? I, I like because this is, for me. I know it's kind of I don't want to speak to anybody. It's blank. Right. It's not dark. Like it's not dark in the. Yeah, I've never really been someone who has uh, had suicidal actions. I've never right. tried to kill myself. Right. I've only occasionally had suicidal thoughts, and that was only when I was being really bullied. Like, as a person who's outside of that bubble, the worst I get is just, you know, can't move, can't relate, literally don't want to don't want to do anything don't want to be anything i mean and that's and that i definitely think is very linked to anger like yeah. I, I will go get angry and then all of the energy will go it just got it just seeps yeah. goes yeah i yeah can relate definitely um i've had periods where i just don't leave the house when i was living with my mum actually um i moved back at, after that particular breakup i just stayed at home for days wouldn't see sunlight just didn't want to be outside and the only thing I liked doing was just watching television certain shows as well um, comedy shows and I would laugh like ha 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 and then I would find myself laughing I'm like yeah I'm fine I'm alright yeah I'm alright and then uh, I just kind of peek out the window and remember the world's there and just kind of get depressed again yeah. just you know but um, like comedy is a huge part of like like when I'm depressed, it just it just helps me get through that. Like I just even now actually when I uh, wake up, um, the first thing I do is put the television on. Probably some people will think that's a really bad idea, but it's great for me because um, it yeah, works. yeah. <laughs> um, sometimes it's just whatever gets you through the day. And I find that if I leave the house laughing, at least I've tried today. I've tried. I've tried to do something about it because um, I've, I've done everything else I've kind of exercised till I'm kind of like blue in the face and very very thin I've eaten myself till I'm twice my size right now I've done it all and fi- what works comedy comedy and singing crooning at the top of your voice badly to Magic FM oh, <laughs> oh my god <laughs> Steely Dan Luther Vandross Michael McDonald's I don't listen to anything past like 2000 except for Will Young but yeah otherwise Will yeah. Young is ace yeah Great, um, yeah. <laughs> not, not very many of my friends agree with me on that, so it's good that we've, we're, there's a few things that we've got in common, really. So it sounds like what your flavour of de- depression. I like. The, I don't know why I'm using this term. I like flavor, that. But I think it's. I've known quite a lot of people with different kinds of depression. So I mean, like, I mean, I've known people, you know, with, you know, bipolar disorder or whatever, and that doesn't sound like what you've got. Yeah. Is it cyclical though? 
do you yeah. find that's how mine is but mine mine's quite flashy like I will get angry and I'll get depressed but it won't last very long it sounds like for you it's something that lasts for quite long periods of time it can do yeah um, and apart from the comedy the, one of the ways it gets me through it is like working yeah. but other, other than that I mean I, I have gone yeah it's ex- exactly <laughs> um, one of the reasons I'm a workaholic so yeah um, <laughs> but yeah yeah because yeah, yeah. you're all you're always online yeah you're always online it's true fantastic really just like me um, <laughs> but yeah um I've had, um, the, you know, the kind of depression that you're talking about, which is kind of like just do nothing. And that, when I'm able to feel again, when I think about it, it really hurts. I feel like I'm wasting time. Yeah. I'm like, what well, I should be doing something. But I realise, actually, this is all part of the same thing. It's like, I really want to be busy because I'm trying to get away from something. Yeah. Like, I'm kind of like, want to get away from the, the actual problem, whatever it happens to be. But generally, my thing is that I, sometimes I feel like I've got, I've got, no, I've got nothing to look forward to. Which is not the case sometimes because you know sometimes there's like something like a show is happening in like a week or something and it's really exciting or like my sister's getting married we're going away in December oh my god that's going to be amazing but then I have been depressed just like you know yeah it's weird isn't it? it's really strange like there is stuff to look forward to of course and then but then I think again I think about the future as well I think there's some things I have no control over I used to be a lot more plucky when I was younger and. Okay, this is going to be all right. This going to, but now um, my my ability to kind of be plucky is just it's it's um, it's waning. Like I don't I can't pick mean? myself up as, as quickly as I used to. It's that's that's depressing. Uh, <laughs> actually, well, um, yeah. I, I try and move away from that. <laughs> uh, I don't want to be like the person that was responsible for you getting depressed. Um, but I mean, I guess like. Do you get like the highs as well as the lows? Oh god, yeah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Total, total highs. Wow. Um, I mentioned in Cuba before. Um, just, <laughs> just, just before. Actually, on the plane, maybe the first week being in Cuba, very depressed, very depressed. And then all of a sudden, I'm like, what the hell? I'm in Cuba, man. Yeah, man. That's that's the worst thing when right? you're somewhere cool and you're like, yeah. And, and then you're feeling depressed you're like, you get annoyed yourself. you're like hang on I'm in a good place yeah, yeah. but I, I thank god I realised while I was yeah. there god that's that was good. good but um yeah I just the highs there wow amazing just a lot of history and just walking around a place that has no advertising it <laughs> loved it that's what, as we've already established this is a completely natural high as well so. yeah, yeah absolutely um, <laughs> and also sometimes um see what other highs food <laughs> yeah like sure. my i'm not i'm not in any way affiliated with byron burgers but my god byron burgers <laughs> I, have say, I have to say like that like i'm a valley girl oh my god because they are amazing like i go i've been there for my birthday and jack's birthday a few times like in the past few years we, we go every birthday and we try and like make up in between like where is it? burgers are everywhere so right. one of the re- like the nicest well, restaurants I've never eaten one of these burgers I don't understand what are you doing? yeah I don't know oh I'm god. a big fan of meat as well I'm a big meat fan oh my god then and we... cheese so there's cheese oh my yeah, yeah 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 they do it all Monterey <laughs> that's good all of it oh my god yeah you got to do it please about that and they're, they're milkshakes <laughs> It's like sucking you can ice cream. the show if you want. <laughs> <laughs> Milkshakes. It's like sucking ice cream, ice cream through a straw. It's just amazing. Like they have like cookies and cream. I'm just getting so excited. It sounds pretty cool. Calm down. <laughs> but it's it's just it's just amazing. But I, 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 I like good food. 
So I've, che- I've, 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 I've managed to avoid <laughs> being responsible for putting you into a depressed state. No, it, take, it takes a lot more, trust me. Uh, well, yeah, well, there's a lot more you, you've written down. <laughs> let's go, let's go. Yeah, we can uh, just can check the time. Jeez. Louise, oh, right. We don't want two hours. No, no, it's fine. Just do, that sounds really cool through the headphones, but it doesn't, doesn't in the room. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean... So... <laughs> I'm skipping the more funny things just because they are funny, but... Uh, Did I write them? Yeah, you put, you put, I love dogs with silly faces. Oh my God, I do. Like, <laughs> my, the thing I've been doing this year, obviously it's part, it's part, <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. It's my um, um, Because, because um, you know, obviously the depression thing, like looking for funny things on the internet, I used to kind of laugh at other people, just like, oh, you're looking at a cat, like you're just falling downstairs. But now, like, I really see it. Yeah. I see it. <laughs> I really get it. Like, um, there was some, somebody posted. No, because I, I don't like cats. No, no, like, who, like, who do you think you are? Seriously, you just, I, I've given you food and you're just walking out. You don't want it. Sure. Um, <laughs> I agree with you. But I, I love dogs, so loyal, just like, so. <clears throat> I really want one. Really, really want a dog. It's to do the depression thing as well. Sometimes, like I'm kind of feeling really down. I'm like, I'm going to try this thing. I'm just going to just go and just you know do what everybody does does on the internet and just mull around and have a look. And then I just happen to find a really cool picture, a really cool video of a dog doing something really cool. It's usually dogs and babies, or like <laughs> dogs and puppy, dogs and their puppies. Like the latest one I've seen that I'm actually in love with is like this. Probably it's mum or it's dad. I think it's like a boxer. It's kind of just got his face kind of like, oh my God, I'm so tired. I've been working hard all day. Leave me alone. It's a little pup, cheeky little bastard. It's like putting his ear like, let's go. It's great. I love it. It's so great. It's good. I love it. I love it. I mean, you know, you're you're good at interviewing yourself. You're getting a variety different emotional states out of yourself and, uh, I mean like so you were se- you were se- you were selected to go to Oxbridge oh god yeah when you're at A level yeah um, but you turned it down yep. why, why did you do that oh uh, I have to tell you a bit of the background sure that's why I was <laughs> um, right so I went to Sir George Monarch's Sixth Form College which is uh, between Walthamstow and Chingford alright and Sorry? My neck of the woods. Oh, really? Yeah. Really? So, what, what, Leightonstone, I'm in. Oh, wow. Yeah, mm. yeah. Because I, I nearly went to Leighton Sixth Form, but I didn't. Because, um, yeah, people that I knew were there, so I decided not to go there. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, anyway, so... Um, I didn't grow up there, so... No, that's probably so, probably so a good we thing. Never, yeah. <laughs> um, no, but I I uh, remember getting a letter given to me by uh, my tutor saying that, actually, you know, you're going to go to this meeting today. I was like, what the hell is this? It's like, okay, these uh, these people from Oxbridge, Oxford and Cambridge, are, are coming to the, the college today and they want all the brighter students to... And I'm like, bright, really? To come into the hall and just... like They wanted, wanted to talk uh, to us about coming to Oxford and Cambridge. Yeah. And I thought, okay. And I kind of remember kind of like asking around, like, so who else has kind of, you know, got this? And it was mostly brown people. <laughs> like, Asian yeah. and black. And so, yeah. so I thought, all right. Is this going to be interesting? And I wasn't really interested. Is this going to be a gas chamber? Yeah, yeah. I didn't know <laughs> why I was going to. I just, I was just really, I was just really suspicious. Really, yeah. just like, I don't know if I want to do this, and why are they? You know, because I there's 
I'd, I remember I'd already started looking at sort of U, my UCAS application, even like at the end of the first year already. And I was just like, I'm not going to want to go there anyway, because there's got nothing I want to do. Like, yeah. You know, I did um, media, media, art <laughs> and uh, French and photography, but I kind of like dropped French, <laughs> basically. <laughs> and I did English literature as well. Um, and loved English literature, actually. I loved it. But anyway, so I guess I was in a good grade. So like, yeah, come along to this thing. So I thought, yeah, I'll turn up. Had to be convinced by my uh, English tutor. I'll never forget her, Miss Woolwork. She was amazing. Actually, it was the person that told me to start going to therapy. She changed my life, that woman. Don't know where she is now, but she's amazing. So yeah, I uh, went along to this hall. All these, you know, all these brown kids around me. The kids with turbans. Like, yeah, let's go. Let's go. We're the crew. Let's go. <laughs> and um, I remember kind of walking in. There were sort of a few very officious looking dudes there very yes we're in suits and we've come from this other place that you don't know of do you know what is on a map kind of place and uh, <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. and um right. as a teen very angry and very depressed sure. so this particular day pretty angry pretty yeah. <laughs> like well you know really arrogant like yeah what's this about then and i remember i was really obsessed with directors at the time I was really obsessed with Robert Rodriguez, who kind of, you guys know him as the Spy spy Kids director, but I knew him as like, Desperate, yeah, you, yeah. you know, we, we know, we know. <laughs> I know, um, I know from before Spy Kids. Ex- exactly, exactly. Um, really obsessed with like, um, Sergio Leone, yeah. really obsessed with Tarantino, <coughs> just, wow, so many, so many. Um, and I remember having actually Robert Rodriguez's book, like I was really, I really, it was like guerrilla filmmaking and on the front of the, 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 the picture on, on the front, it was amazing. Like he's kind of like, you know, got like a bandana on because he's like Mexican-American yeah, and he's kind of just looking down at the camera going, whoa, and I thought, yeah, yeah, he's cool. I'd been reading it and like the pages were like, well-thumbed and I kind of like was looking at it and I looked at the Oxbridge guys and I kind of put it under my seat and I was like, right, let's do this. And then I remember kind of just leaning back on my chair, just really, just teenagers are so bloody arrogant, seriously. I was just like, yeah, yeah, all right. Just looking around like I'm not interested. And they were like, yes, it's a good idea for, you know, you to come to Oxbridge and, you know, there's lots of things for you to do and it's going to be great. And, you know, we encourage um, lots, lots of you to come. <laughs> what do you mean, you? Like, you know. Yeah. But um, positive discrimination, sure. obviously they just wanted people of ethnic minorities to just know that actually you know this is a place that is for you you can turn up what do you think about that I mean what do you think about positive discrimination as a practice I get it I get yeah, it but that's um, how I feel about it I get it I get it but it doesn't mean I feel comfortable I don't feel comfortable with it yeah. I'm, I, I, I would like the world to be a place where okay say for instance you're just looking at like a job application or whatever or a piece of work you know say a portfolio or whatever like whatever is in that CV or that portfolio or whatever just determines what is going to happen like you won't even look at their name to think figure out okay where are they from or what postcode do they live in or what age you know what age are they like I don't that all that stuff is irrelevant it shouldn't even matter and that's how I feel so if you are then kind of thinking actually you know that person yeah we'll fill our quota like 24% of black people yeah we'll have that no why shouldn't it just be about the person's ability and rather than yeah I mean I that's what I think I know what you mean but the, I think that I guess the, the theory behind it is that there are groups where there may be talent but that talent is not realised because of social factors yeah and so if you go and like if, if, if it's ten people and they're of the same quality and they, they've all got the grades yeah if you like and you choose the black person out of those yeah 
I haven't really got a problem with that because right. you're you're you got to the point where you might as well have just kind of any mini money mo. That's got interesting racial conversations. <laughs> <laughs> but, 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 but you know, so why why not pick the the person who might might in theory bet? But it's a really weird thing because like, I don't know if like I think Oxford and Cambridge maybe would benefit more from the influx of. Uh, poor and ethnic communities yeah. then, uh, then they might necessarily benefit from Oxford and Cambridge I mean they're going to get trained to be people from Oxford and Cambridge yeah. so it depends what you want as an artist no. you're okay <laughs> if you <laughs> wanted to be a lawyer you should have gone to Oxford no. you know but I've no interest in that no 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 yeah, yeah. I mean but you, yeah, I, know, I understand what you mean though. and so you were selected and you said no yeah, I mean, they um, were, like I was saying, they were sort of having this discussion about, okay, because there was a, maybe about 20 of us and they d- divided us in like groups of uh, five and there was like four groups like in the room and they had what, one student from each, uh, f- from Oxbridge f- for each group and they were talking to us and saying, so what are you into? What, you know, you could come here and do this. We want you to come here. We've seen your grades. We want you to, and I was just like, thanks, but I don't know. And I, I just didn't want to go. I just because the guy was looking at me like, yeah, you. He said to me in front of everybody, "You look like you're going to be in the most trouble." Oh, that's the story of my life, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know. Um. He goes, "You look like you don't really believe what I'm saying." I'm like, "It's not that. It's just." And then he kind of like cut me off and was just like, "What's that you're reading?" And he kind of pointed to the um, Robert Rodriguez book. And I'm like, "Yeah, I'm into sort of like filmmaking and like art and stuff. I don't think you do that." He goes, "No, no, we do. We do the history of art." I'm like, "That ain't art." <laughs> 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 that ain't art. <laughs> Uh, and I don't know why I had to be so like rude about it, yeah. but um... well, you, it's a rude age. I, I <laughs> kind of rude age. Uh, I didn't like. I didn't apply for Oxford, but my English teacher really wanted me to. But I was like, I'm not going to that place with those people. Yeah. Uh, yes. Yeah. I, mean, I don't know. I mean, I'm. I think I probably made the right decision because if I'd have gone when I was 18, I would have not fitted in very well because of my attitude. Yeah. Like. But when I look back at it, I do sometimes think if I had gone to Oxford and Cambridge, a lot of doors would be open. Like, that is the way it works. Yeah. Um, and, and I've had a lot of people from Oxford and Cambridge on this show, and they've all said, yeah, that is the way it works. Like, nobody's denying that that's the way the mm. world works. Like, if you go to those places, you have got an advantage over other people. Yeah. Um, but it's whether you want to have that advantage. Uh, it's a hard one, isn't it? And, and also, you're right. Some people go to Oxford and Cambridge, and you know, disintegrate. Yeah, and I think I would have. Been yeah, I, that's why I fear yeah. I would have been. Yeah. But um, yeah, art college was, you know, much more for me. I mean, because I, I like on turning. That Did you study at St Martin's, like pulp. So yeah, I went to St Martin's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah that was yeah. It's like, yeah. <laughs> Amazing, really weird place. Just met some of my closest friends, like friends I'm still like in touch with and close to to today. It was a, a really life-changing year. It was Chelsea that was the problem later on. <laughs> um, but, like, no, St. Martin's was... She was, did Art Foundation. Yeah, art Foundation, yeah. That was that was quite cool. Fell in, fell in love with, for the first time as well during that year. It was really interesting, but just a waste of time. It's not, it's not a waste it's of a time. It's a waste of time. Yeah, it was a waste. <laughs> no, 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 no. The falling, the falling part was a waste of time. But St Martin's was. Ah, the falling. Yeah, yeah, was yeah, a, yeah. I don't know. Can you ever really say any life experience a waste of time? Maybe something that you didn't. <laughs> you know, I, I see what you're saying. Uh, <laughs> well, I feel that there are other, 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 other opinions that might be had about it. The thing I was going to talk to you about from my list and before we throw it up to the audience and then finish. You know, one of the things that me and you were talking about that first time we really met was about how you're quite a shy person and you're quite like, I don't know, I'm not 
wouldn't necessarily say I'm shy, but what we what we kind of agreed on is that we didn't really do small talk. That's you know, right. we like get we got right deep, into really it, quick, yeah, like, really into it quick, yeah. and I. You know, that's kind of litmus test for me. If I meet someone new, like either I get really deep into it, or they go, um, yeah, "I'd like, like to move away from you, yeah. intense person." Uh, you, so- see, like, <laughs> you see those people that do that. I, I, I get what they want. It's like, oh, this is too much. But yeah. I'm like, I think I'm less abrasive now. <laughs> but I'm like, used to be for me, that. I'm kind of like, well, why? What? What? I know we've just met, but really, this is the perfect opportunity for you to get deep with somebody that you might not see again. Yeah, sure. It's perfect for you. Yeah. So what? What are you scared of? No, so, yeah. but that's 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 my thing anyway. So I'm just like you lot. You know, you're not, I don't want to be friends with you anyway. So. <laughs> but you see yourself as quite shy, yeah? Yeah, I'm uh, shy, int- more of an introvert just because, I mean, I'm really surprised I'm able to sort of speak quite freely here. Yeah, I think that's, it's, that's an interesting really, thing. Like, that's yeah, like really, why I wanted to kind of come back to it, yeah, really, because it's like... Yeah, really weirded out. But this is maybe the second or third time this has happened this year. I did um, a convention earlier in the year. Jack was there as well, and he was <laughs> busy feeding me notes. It was really great, and we were just—I was doing a, a, a slide presentation, and that was really something because everybody was just like, like you guys are like just laughing. I'm like, what? And I thought I could be a stand-up comedian. I'm, 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 I'm getting ahead of yeah, myself. I'm a bit always bit. saying that to Jen, and she's always like, "No, you could not be a stand-up." <laughs> you know what? You totally, could, you totally could. Yeah. I, I, would, I really, I, I think we should, we should maybe meet some more and talk about like, yeah, like we should do that. We yeah. really, because I, like, I, I will totally like. You can. You can always do a set the night, like you've done the design. Like, you know, as well. Oh my god, that's actually, it actually might happen. Yeah, do do a set. I wouldn't mind. Wow, I'm good. You know what? Yeah. All right. All right. Oh my God! What I just agreed to? Oh my God! <laughs> I'm surprised you agreed to it. <laughs> no, but I, and I I'm interested to see what happens. But yeah. I, want, I might, I might actually dye my feet, and that might be the undoing for me. But I want to try it. Well, you're welcome to do a set at stand up right. comedy. Wow! And, uh, wow! I, I will say okay. that for sure. Yeah. All right. Well, date in the diary. And <laughs> the other thing I was going to say to you, like related, is I'm very bored of the logo that I have for getting better acquainted. <laughs> oh yeah? <laughs> and if you happen to design something cool then that would be really cool. <laughs> I love what you're saying here why <laughs> people say whatever I say you're like for you, you said. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll just let that yeah. stay in just, 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 but if, yeah. if, you know, and, and also you know if people are listening they can always send me you know designs and stuff and like cover the theme tune because I'm getting a bit bored of it oh covering you're looking for people to cover the theme theme tune I definitely would like that to cover the theme tune (laughs) (laughs) yes I just thought I'd throw that out this isn't even going to go out to the public uh, you know for a few months but uh, but by then you know maybe the Maybe I'll even have a new logo. Maybe, maybe you will. If you ever get excited. <laughs> <laughs> you never know. Um, <laughs> so what we've been doing in these live live conversations is like throwing in a, like a like a, an art like you know you have questions and answers in in, in in like proper things. Well, because this is a conversation, it's not so formal as that. So it's more like opening up the conversation to the people in the audience to to ask. Yuri or I guess me questions does anybody have anything that they'd like to, to talk about I actually had one thought yeah this it's quite it's more kind of today but I'm afraid but oh. in general you like you you inspired it obviously the question <laughs> I wanted to know does has anybody ever revealed cause, like I've had a few counseling sessions and if like the same kind of emotional intensity you you know you feel a bit more emotionally drained mm. and you're really working for thoughts through has anybody ever accidentally revealed something of themselves that they're like no I don't want that broadcast I didn't realize that about myself or something no there have been many 
experiences that people have said it feels like a, a counselling session mm. and there's been many times when people have revealed things they didn't know they were going to reveal yeah but everybody who's revealed it in this space has felt comfortable with that being mm. broadcast because yeah. how did you feel about well, yeah. talking about good things I am an open book. Yeah, she said um, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you just ask me what you want because I've got nothing to hide really. I've got nothing, absolutely nothing. Yeah. I spent a long time hiding. So, how often do you have like quite intense conversations? Because I would say, no, in my not, experience, not that often. you know, most of the time you're talking on a surface level with people about day to day things. Well, what you do in this weekend? I think getting better acquainted does get does get into stuff it doesn't necessarily get it depends on the person what stuff mm. it gets into it might be something that they're really passionate about intellectually it might be something they're really passionate about emotionally but it still goes through those register of emotions like I do there is a there is certainly been a few conversations I've had about depressing stuff uh, with people who have suffered from depression or anxiety or um, I've done conversations which have been hosted by other people where I've got into all of the shit from my childhood that I was I was referring to earlier on but no nobody has ever revealed anything that they people have revealed things that they shouldn't have done that have had to take be taken out but they've normally been things like revealing uh pieces of information about family members that shouldn't really be out there or uh that sort of thing one time somebody told me the most amazing thing about themselves before we turned on the mic and said, you know, oh, we're not going to talk about this yeah. thing. So <laughs> was there any, any, any other kind of lines of uh, conversation that people might have? Um, no, I was asking, really interesting, the, the story about your mum. And did she get married very young? Uh, she was about 19 and when then, she married. And my dad was probably already in his third, late 30s, 40s, maybe. And why do you think she was so sort of liberal and open-minded? Did that, do you think that happened here? Or was that sort of already sort of sort of in place in Nigeria? Well, yeah, it was an arranged marriage, actually, in Nigeria. And so um, she, yeah, she, I guess she was just kind of following what her parents wanted. So like, okay, this is what I have to do. You know, this is what's expected of me. And I, I guess she was like, okay, I'm just going to get on with it. And then um, I think she realised, actually, being married uh, to my dad was not really what she wanted. She kind of just saw and kind of felt like a lot of negativity in the way she was being treated by him and his family. Um, I, I think my dad was a, a, a cool guy from what she says, but I think that he was influenced by his family members. So that, you know, obviously affected the way he uh, treated my mum. But then I think she became or is liberal just because of her experiences growing up. I mean, it was really strict. She went to like a Catholic or girls school herself. So it was really just so so difficult for her but um she said she she enjoyed it but she said that it was really restricted so i think when you know when we were all growing up all like all the kids she was just like yeah go for it do what you want as long as you love it yeah so she's like that now even you know she's like just don't do any drugs i'm like trust me i'm not interested but yeah she's 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 pretty cool what faith did she settle on i should have asked that earlier on you know she actually hasn't she's still looking she's still seeking not even seeking she's just like I know there's me and there's God and everybody else can just go to hell <laughs> and, and you know what I feel exactly the same way yeah, I feel I were, exactly the same way if I were to pick a religion that would be the one yeah. <laughs> that would Quakerism um, yeah Nina I just sort of raise out what what um, happened with your sisters? And oh, oh, that, yeah, that's, that's, I should have said something about that. Um, yeah, we all got kind of reunited back ten, ten years after my mum left. So that was like back in, oh, what, 1992? So yeah, that was a lot, that was a big chunk of like childhood and some teen years for all of us. 
but like now we're all like the best of friends. So they came to the UK. Yeah. Okay. Great. So we're now. It's it's crazy. Like she, we have. She's getting married. Yes, she is. Yeah, it's amazing. My yeah, God. And you're so the middle child, yeah. I am a middle child. So you've got two sisters who are older than you. Is that older right? than me, yeah. And, and then, then there's the my younger brother. So yeah. that's another similarity. I'm a middle child. Yeah. We act in a certain way. Did you know? Um, I've been told. Yeah. <laughs> Um, we've had some really difficult times actually when we've discussed it and I don't know maybe it's just something about all of us we kind of just decided you know what we're not going to let what happened with our parents affect us the fact that we were separated and we didn't have a relationship with each other um, so, so good yeah because yeah. it, we've been on holiday together we go on holiday together like it hasn't happened for the last sort of two years because like obviously we haven't had the money but we've been to some <laughs> amazing places together and we're kind of like each other's best friends like so after this when I'm walking I'll just call my sister like you're right. like yeah what have you been doing yeah yeah we're like that or if EastEnders is on oh, or Hollyoaks like that ha- actually happened <coughs> this weekend like Hollyoaks is on it's like did you see what Brandon did oh my god he was really in love with Steve wasn't he yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. we're very close like that <laughs> and my brother as well just amazing Toby I mean he's really um into his church at the moment which is ama- like he's just an amazing young man he's really so happy so pleased um um but he yeah he's he's great like we are we always sort of take the the piss out of each other as well and we have dinner quite often we just sit and chat and take the piss out of each other it's really great maybe it's just we're supposed to be that way i'm, I'm i don't know because we have an amazing relationship as adults like it, it's just I'm very, very fortunate to have the siblings that I do. Very, very lucky. Because they're my best mates, easily. Well, they take a very different career path to you as well. Yeah, they, they do. Um, my brother is kind of like, he's like a teacher, actually. He teaches, um, he teaches, yeah, he teaches adults in the community. He works in Stratford and um, lots of people who come over who are referred to him. So I guess people who English is not their first uh, language, he... Um, he, he's, he's dyslexic as well it's just like he's kind of giving all the stuff that he's learned like to these people That's amazing nice. just so many levels man like properly like shakes me up um but um that's proud. Nice. I, I but it's just amazing because i remember what it was like growing up just all the stuff that we went like went through yeah that's how i feel like with my sister i'm proud of her my um older sister is like uh, our finance head in the business but she um has worked from all these like really cool agencies like passport office metropolitan police mm. yeah she's very very cool earns a lot of money a day <laughs> and then my other <laughs> sister is a paralegal and has worked for the or works for the crown prosecution service so mum's worked for the police force and working security at the moment so they're all really straight really loose <laughs> <laughs> the only artist in the, in yeah. the my, my brother actually he went to the London College of Communication he, he went there and he did uh, graphic design and illustration but he's just like you know being creative is not for me you know it's, it's not no I'm like what, what, what do you mean we need you man we need more designers <laughs> no, it's not for me. I want to help people so no man, you don't, you don't necessarily need more competition. I, I don't know if you should be encouraging. I mean, there's there's a lot of people who are creative around. It's it's annoying. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and was there any any anybody else wanted to add anything into the conversation? It's kind of interesting this 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 process of like opening up the conversation at the end. Like what I like about it is they catch all the things that when I would be listening back, I'm like, why didn't I ask about that? And they're, and they're catching it for me. It's, it's quite handy. I mean. Uh, the other thing I've been trying to do with these conversations is sort of say like where are we all at now like where I guess where is the room at like how do we feel like we've learned new things here or you know I mean I guess everybody isn't you <laughs> have learned new things but I mean was, is there anything that sort of stood out like about the process of this conversation I'd like to say that I admire your openness 
Oh, like okay. I'd, I'd like to be no more open with people, but I'd like to be able to, I don't know, just exp I kind of suppress all of my thoughts. I'll just ignore it. That's the best way to you know, just ignoring stuff. So I'd like to be able to embrace more stuff and think about it. Although what I'd say, I mean, I'm, I'm, I know a little bit about you, not very much, but I know yeah. your age. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> and I, 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 I recognise I'm becoming very annoying to you because every time I see you, I kind of mention your age. But I'm not going to mention your age now. But but, but what Wait, I would say how old is are you? twenty. Oh, <laughs> okay. two decades. Sure, but when when but when Yuri was your age, <laughs> or when I was your age, <laughs> we were probably very similar. Like I didn't really like open up in the same kind of way that At I can now. Yeah, yeah. yeah so I only kind of had some years behind me and stuff, and just realised actually it's. It is bad, but it's not that bad. Well, I feel like that today might be completely different tomorrow. But yeah, generally, just yeah. And also, I've been, I've been in uh, I've been in sort of like therapy and counselling since I was sixteen. So, you know, yeah, that's helped. <laughs> and do you find it gets better? For me, it has. I, I mean, yeah. the way I look at uh, life is that I've been very fortunate. Like, I've had some absolutely amazing experiences. I've had some truly terrible ones. There's a lot of things I haven't revealed here today. Sure. Just not, not appropriate. But um, yeah, I'm just feel generally I'm just lucky. I live in London for a start London ooh. Um and I, I, I love living here I, I love it I mean I love it and hate it and we're fortunate to be in the West some people might disagree with that no I don't <laughs> <laughs> I mean some people might but yeah, they, but they, no, they we're, would be a little bit foolish <laughs> uh, no offence but um, <laughs> but um, yeah, I just feel like I'm a person. <laughs> Alienate all my audience. I don't mind. Okay, just another thing I don't know about. No, okay. no, 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 there's nothing. I'm, I'm just saying, you know, that it's calling my audience. That when I'm, if, if I call my audience foolish, that's a foolish thing for me to do. <laughs> I should be saying, it's, you know, absolutely whatever their whatever their opinions are, they're all all right. No, that's not what you feel. So don't say it. No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> you know, say what you say what you mean. Yeah, no, I, I do that. Unfortunately, I'm unfortunate for my career, maybe. Uh, <laughs> so no, but it's, it's, it's only a, on Monday. Um, <laughs> no, but it's, it's a real, uh, uh, it's a really great quality to have, like to really be able to say what you think of it at that point, because I, it's something that I've really struggled with. Mm. It's been a real pleasure getting better acquainted with well, you. Thank you so and much for having me. Yeah, and it's been a, it's, it's been, it's a weird experience to do this in front of an audience, but uh, uh, hopefully, it's been a good one for everybody here. Um, the last oh actually I, have I, I haven't asked you to plug stuff and you should definitely plug stuff I know you're going to be like I knew you are going to be like this no I don't want to plug things no 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 ask me ask me I remember something okay. <laughs> <laughs> I remember something yeah. have you got anything you'd like to plug yes right <laughs> everybody remember okay no I'm not going to do a preachy thing so I'm going to like everybody remember to be happy I'm not going to do that I was going to do like everybody watch pictures of like I'm sorry look at pictures of dogs and all that I'm not yeah, but you should because <laughs> um, uh, the dogs are great. Um, no, no, we're we're about to release a doll, um, and the story was written by Jack Cobsmob, and it is amazing. Um, I've had not that much to do with it, but I've kind of like changed parts and kind of put parts in and stuff like that. But um, it's amazing. Yeah, he's a pretty good writer. He's an amazing writer. Occasionally. I kind of want to slap him in the face. Yeah, I know because he doesn't even care about it. He just and I'm just it. like, who are you? Seriously, <laughs> like, you know, you can't do that. You can't right. be as talented yeah. and just like not use it. Like, Imagine if you spent all your life trying to be a writer, and then you know you meet someone like, yeah, oh, yeah, I just trust this one. He's the Ricky Gervais of writing, isn't yeah. <laughs> 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 oh, did, did you hear that? Jack told me to fuck myself. <laughs> Anyway, and they, no, should all, they, should, well, they should also check, check out Screaming Matriarch. Yes, because that's where the, um, the, the doll will be um, on sale. Sure. We are releasing it.
21st of December and it's www.screamingmatriarch.com which is actually a reference Scream Matriarch is a reference to my mum <laughs> <laughs> it is so yeah and we that's kind of been a theme of the, of the conversation really kind of childhood and uh, parenting and the, that experience of going through that it's really interesting how it all fell into the dollar as well so the last thing that I ask people to do is to say goodbye to the audience and since we've got an audience here yeah uh, <laughs> We can say goodbye to them, but they can also say goodbye to the audience who are listening. So, um, would you like to say goodbye to the audience, Yuri? Yeah, thank you, everybody, and goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> thank so you. Let me come talk to you again. <laughs> <laughs> no, yes, talk to me. After it's turned off, you can ask one of the questions. <laughs> <laughs> do, you have to just, do you have to edit that or anything? Because I'm, I was happy with that. Like, <laughs> I was happy with what? I'm happy with that bit too. And this bit, and this bit, and this bit. Well, what I was going to say is, does everybody want to say goodbye to the audience? You can find Getting Better Acquainted on Twitter at UBA Podcast. You can find it on Facebook. It's Getting Better Acquainted. Have a search on Facebook and like it. Or you can find it on the website www.gettingbetteracquainted.co.uk You can also subscribe by searching on iTunes and subscribing to us that way. And on the Stitcher Smart Radio app that you can download for your smartphone from stitcher.com or through the App Store. There are lots of ways to get better acquainted.